When Jesus taught people how to pray, he gave us specific content. He gave us things to think about. And I want us to think about that expression for just a few minutes tonight, daily bread. Because in Matthew 6, verse 11, in the midst of this model prayer, it's, it's a prayer that disciples are supposed to think about and we're supposed to frame and model our prayers after this. Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. That's one of the things I want you to pray for. If you're looking in your Bibles at Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, just notice as we kind of introduce the study tonight, notice the characteristics of the prayer just generally. It actually breaks down to two parts. The first couple of verses deal with the Father. We're supposed to pray to the Father about His name. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. May it be treated with reverence. May it be treated in a holy way. Not only that, but we're to pray about God's kingdom. Jesus says in Matthew 6, your kingdom come. And we don't pray that anymore. We pray, may your kingdom increase. Why don't we pray your kingdom come? Because the kingdom arrived in Acts chapter 2. And we're transferred into the kingdom when we become New Testament Christians, Colossians 1.13. But we can all pray, Father, may your kingdom increase. May it grow. May it be magnified in all the earth. We ought to pray about the kingdom when we pray. Jesus says there in Matthew chapter 6 that we ought to pray to the Father about his will. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are concerned about God's name, about God's kingdom, and about God's will in our prayers. Do you pray that way? Do you think about those specific items when you pray to God? But then the prayer becomes about us. It, it goes from your, speaking to God, to us. And the first thing he says in Matthew 6 verse 11 is, we ought to pray for provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Again, as you look at the passage, we're to pray for pardon. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive those who are debtors to us. And finally, lead us not into temptation. We're to pray for protection, the Bible tells us. When Jesus teaches us how to pray, this is the model. This is the ideal. This is the guide that he wants us to use. Notice the prayer is halfway over before it ever asks anything for self. Praying about God's name, about God's will, about God's kingdom. But then there are some legitimate things that we are to pray for. If you look at the second part of that prayer that's on the screen there, notice that praying for provision has to do with what God is doing in my life right now today, my present. And when we pray for pardon, we're dealing with our past. Things that we've done that need to be forgiven, that God needs to wash away by the blood of his son, Jesus. Father, forgive me. We're talking about the past. And then lead us not into temptation, a prayer about our future. Guide, guard, and protect. Men have prayed for decades from our pulpits. It's a prayer for provision, for protection about our future. Present, past, and future. God is a God who provides. Having looked at that, let's think about that expression in Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. Historically, a lot of Bible scholars have had a problem with that because they believe that that's, that's too earthy, that's too material. To, to, to include in this lofty prayer, we're talking about God's name and God's will and those are, those are huge, magnificent, wonderful things to pray about. And then all of a sudden it just doesn't seem right to some of the people that 
we ought to ask pray we ought to ask for bread something as simple and fundamental as our daily bread and some people have tried to spiritualize the meaning of this they say well maybe Jesus is saying that we ought to pray be, be praying about the Lord's Supper because the Bible speaks about the breaking of bread in Acts 2:42 and other places but that's not what Jesus is saying here and others have tried to spiritualize this and say, well, daily bread really is the word of God. And Jesus is saying, Father, we want to we know your word better. And so today, give us this day our daily bread. After all, Jesus says in Matthew 4, verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But neither of those really fits because what Jesus wants us to pray is literally for our daily bread. Even though people are offended by that idea that, that this is not spiritual enough for this particular prayer, it's what Jesus is telling us. This is what God wants us to pray about. And it's interesting to think about this concept. Brothers and sisters and friends, God wants us to live with daily dependence on him. And that is a really hard thing to do. Experience will teach you that. It's really hard to live one day at a time, walking with God, trusting him to provide exactly what we need. But in this prayer, this model prayer, Jesus says, I want you to pray, give us this day our daily bread. As a preacher, sometimes people come and they, they seek counsel of various kinds for struggles in their lives. And one of the things I've observed over the years in trying to help people as best I can and I always feel extremely inadequate. One of the things I've learned though is a lot of times the troubles that we take on ourselves and a lot of times the crises that we face in our lives, we magnify and multiply our troubles because we start thinking long-term and we start wondering next month, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do next year? What am I gonna do five years from now as I'm still struggling with this issue, this crisis, this problem in my life? What am I gonna do later? And I believe one of the things this prayer teaches us is that God doesn't want us to think that way. It's not wrong to plan ahead, but it is wrong to worry ahead. It's not wrong to make plans for the future and to think about what you're gonna do, but it is wrong to spend your time worrying about the future obsessively. What Jesus wants us to do is to pray this simple prayer, Father, for today, give me the things that I need in order to be content, in order to keep on living for you. Give me this day my daily bread. That's the way Jesus wants us to pray. And I believe there are four helpful disciplines that help us to live this way. You got to seek these things out in your life. As you pray this prayer, Father, give me this day my daily bread. As you pray this, you've got to seek these disciplines in your life because we want to have the mentality that says, there is no problem, there is no challenge, there is no trouble that I will ever face that God and I together cannot deal with. There's nothing that will ever face me that God and I together can't get through. One way or another, give me this day my daily bread, one day at a time. Here are the four disciplines to think about daily bread type of living. Number one, it is the discipline of gratitude. The discipline of gratitude, giving thanks, give us this day 
the expression has to do with something that God has bestowed in our lives. Give us this day. And what Jesus wants us to think as we think about the food that we eat, the clothes that we wear, the necessities of life, those things come from God and we must cultivate a grateful, a thankful heart. Give thanks in everything for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. First Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Paul would ask this in 1 Corinthians 4, 7. He says, what do you have, Christian, that you did not receive? That's a great question to stop and think about. As we start to fret, uh, fret and worry about what's going to happen in the future of our lives, what do you have right now that you didn't receive? Give thanks to God for what he's blessed you with. Give us this day our daily bread. James 1:17. every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is the giver and we are the recipients. And when we pray, that's gotta be on our minds, that's gotta be on our hearts. God, thank you for blessing me with daily bread. Give me this day my daily bread. Gratitude, thankfulness. Deuteronomy 8 verse 10, when God talked to the Israelites about what it was gonna be like in the land of promise, when they finally got there, he said, you're gonna eat and you're gonna be full. And the intention that I have, God says, is that you should bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be grateful, Israelites. Be thankful for what God is doing in providing for you. And God's saying the same thing to you and me. We get so worried and upset and upstirred about the problems and challenges of life. Give me this day my daily bread. We sing a great truth when we sing, count your many blessings, name them one by one. A heart of gratitude. First Chronicles 29, 14. Who am I and what is my people that we should be able to thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, O God, and of your own we have given you. The point is, brothers and sisters, that everything comes from God. Give us this day our daily bread. If you get a paycheck, the paycheck you receive ultimately comes from God. If you are blessed with a home to live in, ultimately that home is a blessing that God has given you. If you have food on the table, ultimately God is the one who has given that to you. Cultivate a grateful spirit. We struggle and we fret and we worry precisely because we refuse to do what the Bible tells us when it comes to the gifts that God blesses us with. Gratitude. The second discipline, as you think about this expression, give us this day our daily bread, is the discipline of contentment. Contentment, I've heard it described this way. It's being content, it's being satisfied if God never gave me any other blessings than the one he's already given, than the ones he's already given. If, if, if God never gave me anything else, would what he's given me be enough for me? That's contentment. And notice the expression in the prayer, give us this day our daily bread. He's not asking for daily chocolate eclairs. He's not asking for daily steak. Give us this day our daily bread. Bread is a simple meal. It's the staff of life. For centuries and centuries, this was the staple of people's diets. It's bread. 
And our problem sometimes is the fact that we have so many choices and so much variety in our lives when really, humbly, simply, sincerely, what God intends for us to pray is, God, if all I have to eat today is bread, that's enough. That's provision for me. It's contentment. When we walk home and we see all that God's provided, we we sit down and say, I feel a surge of great satisfaction when I see all that God has given, all that God has blessed me with. And yet Jesus is saying, even if you have just a little, if you have enough, it's about contentment. Back in the Old Testament, in Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9, the writer said this, speaking of God, Two things I ask of you, deny them not to be before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and you say, who is the Lord? And deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. The writer is saying, God, I just want to be content in you. I don't want to be so wealthy that I forget you, that I deny you. And I don't want to be so poor that all I do is obsess constantly about having more and better and bigger. I don't want to be either of those attitudes. God, you give me what you think I need. And I'll be content with that. I have a preacher friend that was interviewing one time for a, for a work over in Mississippi. And the elders were talking to him and they said, you know, we'd love for you to come on and work with us. And what kind of salary are you looking for? And I've always appreciated his answer. You know what he said? You men know what it costs to live in this town and to raise a family here. You men set a salary and I'll live on it. I've always appreciated that answer that he gave them. And they did right by him. That's contentment. You guys know You set a salary, I'll live on it. Philippians 4 verse 11, Paul writes this. I'm not speaking of being in need, he says, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Give us this day our daily bread. And sometimes bread is all we have. And if that's all God provides, that's enough. Again, in 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 and 7, godliness with contentment is great gain. You guys that have been listening to me for a while know there's an engineer's equation in that verse, isn't there? You got to have godliness and you've got to combine it with contentment and that equals great gain. And one of the reasons why people lack great gain spiritually is because either they're lacking godliness or they're lacking contentment or both. But the Bible says, when I have a godly heart, a desire to serve and please him, and when I have contentment with the things that I have in my life that God has given me, there is great gain to be had in that. Give us this day our daily bread. Next, disciplines involved in daily bread kind of living. The discipline of confidence. Notice Jesus says there in Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. Incidentally, in studying this prayer, that word daily in the Greek language, it's only found in two places in your Bible. It's found here in Matthew 6, 11, and it's found in Luke 11, verse 3 in the parallel passage that also gives the model prayer. 
It's a very unique word. And Greek scholars for a long time weren't quite sure exactly how to translate it daily. And eventually what they found in, in, in studying other um, archaeological digs and things, they found somewhere in the world a Greek-speaking person who had made what appears to be a grocery list. And the grocery list had a number of items and some of them had this word next to it. And the indication was on these particular items, buy them daily or buy them for today. That's all you need just for today. Buy them every single day. That's the idea. And so give us this day our daily bread. God, I believe that today you're gonna give me what I need. Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Are you having trouble in your life and you're not sure where things are going to work out and how they're going to work out down the road? You're looking at your bank account, you're looking at your funds, your 401k and you're wondering what's gonna happen. Give us this day our daily bread. God is saying, I'm not interested in providing a year's supply for you. I'm not interested in providing a a 10-year supply for you. I'm not interested in providing a two-week supply for you. What I'm interested in doing, God says, is providing one day at a time exactly what you need today. And if you'll trust me, and if you'll have confidence in me, and if you'll come to me like that in prayer, I will provide for you this day your daily bread. That's what I'll provide. And he's done that before. Exodus 16, four and five, when those Israelites were in the land of of, uh, the wilderness, behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, God says. The people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. They called it manna. Manna is the Hebrew word that means what is it? They didn't know what it was, so they just called it, what is it? And this bread that was on the ground every day, they were supposed to gather daily. And if they kept too much, what happened? You remember? If they kept too much, it got worms and it started stinking. But, but you know people had to have tried that out. In fact, the Bible tells us they did. Let's take more than what we need. I mean, maybe God's not gonna provide for us tomorrow. Maybe God's not gonna be there one day. Let's have a little bit for a quote unquote rainy day. And they did that and it grew worms and stank. Not anything you wanna live with in your tent. Daily, God provided for them, and then twice as much on the sixth day so that they could rest on the seventh. Later on in Exodus 16, verse 21, the Bible tells us, morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. God wants us to live daily with him. And he wants us to remember gratefully and with contentment and with confidence that he is willing to provide, but he does that one day at a time. That's the way God works. And I'm sorry if that's frustrating for us because we want to have two weeks from now worked out in our heads and we want to have two years from now, our plan, our designs, our, our, our issues are all settled. We want to have all that fixed. That's not the way the Bible tells us to walk with God. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. And I can be content with that. God's willing to supply your needs, but he does so on a day by day basis. That's the way he's always worked. You wanna know why that is? It's not because he's trying to be mean to you or he's trying to not not give you any kind of contentment or peace in your life, quite the opposite. God wants you to look to him 
for these things. More than anything else, that's what he wants. He wants you to look to him as a child would look to his father for the necessities of life. God wants us to look at him that way every day of our lives. He doesn't want to become an afterthought. I got my two-week paycheck, God, thanks, I'll see you in two weeks. He doesn't want that day by day, confidence in God. 1 Kings 17, verses 5 and 6, Elijah, the man of God, when the rivers, uh, and, and when the um, uh, famine was taking place in Israel, God sent him to a brook called Cherith. And the scripture says that God provided ravens that brought food to Elijah. They brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Day by day, the Bible says. And when the brook dried up, he sent him to the widow of Zarephath. God always provides for his people. But it's interesting, God did not explain to Elijah what he was going to do next. And I'm sure as Elijah saw that brook drying up, he wondered what's going to happen next. But day by day, trust. God's given me what I need for today. God will give me what I need for tomorrow. And he'll give me what I need for the next day. That's confidence in God. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. We sing this as a song. Have you stopped to think about what you're singing? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It never stops. His mercies, his blessings, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. What does that mean? Every morning I wake up and God's mercy and God's blessings are new. He never stops giving, but he just gives one day at a time. That's the way he works. Confidence, give us this day our daily bread. Finally, discipline number four, generosity. I don't know that we need to make too much of this, but I'm fascinated that in the prayer, the model prayer, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, that instead of saying me and I, Jesus taught us to say we and our. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, Father, give me this day my daily bread, but it's interesting that Jesus said, pray this way, give us this day our daily bread. And I wonder if maybe part of the Lord's thinking and saying it that way, the plural, is the idea that we ought to at least recognize there are other people around us who are in need. And that one of the ways in which God provides daily bread is by our hands. In Ephesians chapter four, the Bible tells us we're not to steal any longer, but to work with our hands that we might have something to be able to give to those who are in need. Generosity. Luke 6, 38, Jesus told us to be generous. He said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. The more you give, the more God puts into your possession so you can give even more is the principle there in Luke 6, 38. And that's a giving principle that's consistent throughout the New Testament. Acts 20, 35. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Are you hurting? Are you struggling? Are you frustrated? Are you wondering what's going to happen next in your life? One of the things that God wants us to do is to open up our eyes and then to open up our hands in generosity to those around us. Give us this day our daily bread. 
I might be the means of blessing somebody else with their daily bread because I live for Jesus today. It's an amazing prayer to stop and think about praying. And I don't think Jesus ever intended for us to be mundane about this. Father, give me this day my daily bread. Rather, I think there's a life-changing principle because this helps us to remember, I depend on him. He's the one who provides for me. He's the one who gives me today what I need for today. And I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but I know God's promised to give me my daily bread today. I know his grace is sufficient for today. And I'm willing to trust him that tomorrow he'll be the same God that he is today. That's the way God wants us to live for him each day. If you like engineering equations, if you like math and things like that, watch this. When I have gratitude in my life and contentment in my life, when I have confidence in God and his willingness and ability to provide in my life, when I have generosity in my life, when those disciplines are present, what happens? Daily bread living. I don't need a lot. I just need enough for today. Father, give me this day my daily bread. And that is a simple and that is a powerful way to live your life. And Jesus commands his followers to do just that. Pray this way, live this way. Maybe you need to respond to heaven's invitation tonight. You know that you need to be baptized for the remission of your sins. If we can help you to do that, or if you would like to respond and ask for prayers yourself, won't you make your way forward while together we stand and while we sing?